Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Categorically Romance Podcast. My name is Bree, and I'm here with another solo show. I am so happy to be doing this, and I hope you all are doing well. This is, it's February the 18th uh, when I'm recording this, so it's and it's a little bit after one in the afternoon. I was supposed to have two recordings today, and I totally bombed one of them. I sat down at like 9.45 and I'm like, okay, I'm early. I'm about 15 minutes early. I'm going to get myself all set up. And then I checked my email and the calendar and that's when I learned that I was actually 45 minutes late. I was supposed to have sat down to record at 9 a.m. with author Jennifer Wilk, who is just so kind and gracious. We're getting it all rescheduled. I was so excited to chat with her. I don't know where my head has been lately, but like I In my mind, I thought I was recording with her at 10 o'clock. So um, that is my bad, but I cannot wait to record with her and get that episode out. Um, And then my friend Dory, who joined me last month, she and I recorded with author and screenwriter and director Yulene Kwong. I cannot wait to get that episode out to you all, but I can't put that one out until April. (laughs) She has her debut novel, How to End a Love Story, coming out. And I promise her and the publicist, like, I will hold on to this until the book releases. But it is great. All of my friends that have actually, like, read and finished it are, like, it's amazing. And the, the little bit that I have read so far, it's incredible. So, and she was just so amazing to talk to. So, so amazing to talk to. So, really looking forward to that. Um, yeah, I have some really exciting recordings coming up. Uh, I have some desire authors that we'll be chatting with in the next coming weeks and a lot of Harlequin special edition stuff coming up. So it's going to be a great year. I'm excited for the rest of 2024. Like I'm just determined to make this a really good year. Um, okay. So let's talk about obsessions like we did in the last solo episode of the last solo episode, um, I feel like (laughs) I am in this rhythm of life where mostly Monday through Friday, I come home from work and all the brain capacity that I have left in me is to just like sit and watch television. I do read a little bit at night on my Kindle. So I do, I have, I do have a current like Kindle read. Um, and I'm trying to get better at like listening to audiobooks on my commute to and from work. Um, so I'm getting better at that. It's just, I don't know where my head has been since I went back to work and started teaching, but I'm just, I'm like, I don't want to lose touch with that part of myself. Like I don't want, I don't want life to get so busy that like, I don't make time for this thing that I love. So I'm trying to get better. (laughs) it's, it's every day is a progress, but, um, yeah. So my obsessions mostly have been TV shows. (laughs) Uh, so the first thing I have to mention, I mentioned this in the last episode and I actually had a, a friend reach out. Like, I'm so glad that you talked about this. And I love that other people have been watching and loving the show. So I finished ghosts UK. Um, I had to buy, the other seasons that weren't available on, I think my husband and I were watching it on Paramount plus and it only had up to like, I think season two or three. So we had to actually go on Apple TV and buy the other seasons. Cause I was like, I want to watch the rest of this, this show. They only put out six or seven episodes in each. Um, we say seasons here in the States, but I think over in the UK, they call them series. They only put like seven episodes out per series. So it's not even like a total 
long time commitment. Like there's not very many episodes, but it's just so good. And I was really sad when I realized like, oh snap, we're watching the last episode. Um, And I was trying to do some research on it. And I think what I came across one article that was like, the writers wanted to go out on their own terms, which I can totally respect Um, as like a Sex and the City fan. Like that's something that I do really respect about that show. Like I could have totally watched another like two seasons of it, but I really love that they ended it at a time when it was still being talked about and people were, were like still really into it. Obviously I was not watching it at the time when it came out. I just watched it for the first time a couple of years ago, but I, I really respect that. So with ghosts UK, I kind of feel the same way. I'm like, as much as I want this to have like one more season, I can appreciate the fact that they went out on a high note. They went out before like just dragging it out. Um, but the gist of the show is Allison and her her husband, Mike. Allison inherits this big, old, crumbling mansion. And not knowing that she's also inheriting the ghosts that live there. And within the first couple of episodes, she is she falls out of a window. <laughs> she's actually pushed by one of the ghosts. Uh, but you kind of forget that little detail as the seasons go on. Um, but when she comes to, she can see the ghosts that live in the house. Um, and this whole little sitcom is basically her being able to interact with these ghosts. Her husband cannot see them. Um, but in a, it just, I don't know, like all sitcoms, I believe like all sitcoms are about community and family and they become a family. Even if one of the main characters can't even see all of the other characters that are there, it was so cozy. The one thing that I notice about that version versus the American one, which the American version is back out. Um, the American, I just, I think our comedic choices are just so different. I mean, they're both brilliant in their own right. I feel like the American one is very like snappy, constant attempts at humor. Whereas I feel like the UK one really kind of leaned into more of the like slow and steady at times dark situational humor um and i really loved it i don't know the the uk version was a lot more cozy um but i'm so happy the american version is back out too because i'm just i'm not done with this show like i'm not ready for either of these two to just be completely done and us not have anything new coming from them like i'm okay i guess with the uk version being done because i'm like okay the american version is still going on like we are still in this like ghost world. But yeah, if you are watching the show or a fan of the show, like even if you're not like hit me up, I just want somebody to talk to about it with. Like I could go on and on about this show. It's so good. It's so cozy. Um, the next one that I'm obsessed with is, um, I'm, I love this show called not dead yet and it's season two just premiered and it came back on and I'm so happy. So this show is actually based off of a book. I have, and I need to read the book is called confessions of a 40 something fuck up. I think that's the title. Um, but in the show, not dead yet, our main character, Nell, she had like traveled to London with a, with a guy she was seeing and engaged to. And then the relationship fell apart. She comes back to California and she goes back to the newspaper that she worked for before, but she's given the job as the obituary writer now. And unbeknownst to her, when she takes the job, 
along with it comes being able to see the ghost of the person that she's writing the obituary for until she gets the obituary written and sent off. It's so good. It's so good, you guys. I'm, I've been sitting here trying to like analyze like, why do I need this in my life? Like, what is it about me that I am craving these stories of like teetering between life and death, like half foot, one foot in, one foot on the other side. Like, I don't know what it is. I've always been like a paranormal TV watcher. Like I love all the ghost hunting shows. So maybe this is like fulfilling that need. Cause really right now, like none of the ghost hunting shows that I watch are coming on TV. I think honestly, like I think a lot of them have been canceled. Um, so this is maybe just like a nice reprieve, but I think that I would have loved them anyway. I don't know what it says about me, but I'm obsessed with Not Dead Yet. Like I, the cast is all stunning and beautiful and the writing is so funny. It's a short show. Like it literally is like, I think like 22 minutes. So everything just happens so fast and snappy and it's just great. I love it. I'm so happy that it's back on. If you are watching the show, please let me know so I can talk about it with you, especially season one. Like there are parts that there are things that happen in season one that I need to talk about with somebody. So hit me up. Um, what else? The other, okay. I have to talk about this. You guys, my husband and I have been watching love on the spectrum on Netflix and I love that show so much. (laughs) I love it. I love it. I feel like every member of that cast, we need to protect at all costs, especially Tanner. So if you have never heard of it, if you interested in watching it, but you haven't pushed the button yet, I highly recommend doing so. It basically follows real life people who live with autism, who are trying to find love. And it's, it's so brilliant. It's so sweet. It's such a bright spot. Like it is the show that when I get off work, I come home, I shower, my husband usually either cooks something or orders takeout and we sit and we watch it together. And cause I'm trying to introduce him to the world of like low stakes drama reality TV. <laughs> It started with all my like seasonal baking shows, which I think the next one comes on in March and I cannot wait, but like nothing has come on since Christmas. So I'm like, I think he knew that I needed something to watch. And so he's like, let's watch this show. And we're so hooked. It, it's it's amazing to see like some of the dates that these, these people, I, I don't want to say characters because they're real people, but like some of the dates that they go on, it is really kind of awkward to watch you know which I think any like blind or first date is going to be but then you add in that level of like this person lives with autism and their date has down syndrome like just seeing them navigate that awkwardness um you know that it comes with having a first date on top of like these like kind of the um struggles with like social being social and stuff like that it's just it is really beautiful to see. I love that they were given this platform and, you know, some of them have found like, there's this girl, Abby, and she has found love. And she says it all the time. Like I found somebody that likes everything that I like. And it's just, it's so wonderful. There's this guy, Tanner, he lives in South Carolina and he is just the kindest person ever. And I'm like, we need more Tanners. We need to protect him at all costs. Like, He just has such a big heart, but even, I mean, and most of them are young, but there is one gentleman, I think he's like in his early sixties and he's been single his entire life. And, you know, you see him go on these dates and like, 
you know, one woman was just like a little too strong for him. And, you know, there was another that he just did not really feel the connection with. And you're just rooting for them. You want them to find it, but they all are, they're also, you know, they're human and they have hearts and they know like, okay, this is not working for me, you know? Um, so yeah, I, I highly recommend it. There is a newer version on or season that's like love on the spectrum Australia. So I'm saving that one. I'm like, I got to get through this one first and then I'm going to watch it. But yeah, if you're just looking for like something sweet reality to watch um, and you're also, you know, you want that touch of romance, I cannot recommend this show enough, you guys. It is so, so good. Okay. So let's talk books. Okay. I feel kind of scattered. <laughs> so my goal for the year, Goodreads wise, is to read 80 books. Usually I set my goal at like 125, but I was being realistic with myself. I was like, I don't even know if I can read 50 books this year, but just in like January in the first couple weeks of February, I've read 28, but I'll be honest. Okay. Here's the caveat. However, comma, I've been reading a lot of children's books and I'm not reading children's books because I'm like trying to reach my goal. There was just something in me. I think it's because like I teach sixth grade and a lot of my students aren't really into reading and I have some that really struggle with reading and I'm all about like one of my main goals is to have like a classroom library that's effective. Like I want books that they want to read in there, um, books that they can read in there. And also I just want to show them that it doesn't matter how old you are. You can totally read if you give a mouse a cookie. I am 37 years old and I am obsessed with that series. So I was like, you know what, let's kind of just go back to basics and start with kids books. And I just, I love them. They have been so calming for me this year. Some of them have an amazing artwork. Like that's one of my favorite things about just dipping into children's books is the incredibly beautiful artwork, you guys. So yes, I have read 28 books so far this year, but a lot of them have been children's books. <laughs> but as far as um, categories, so I, you know, I've read The Bump in Their Forbidden Reunion by Amanda Cinelli. Dory and I did a recap of that. Love that book. One of my favorite books of this year so far has been Faking a Fairy Tale by Terry Wilson. Obsessed. Okay. I cannot stop thinking about this book. I have the next book, which is called Mary and Bright. And um, yeah, I don't know what my deal is. Like it is literally sitting on my bedside table. I think I'm just like, I know that if I read that, like that's it. Like there's nothing else coming from this series that I know of yet. And I'm not ready. <laughs> I'm not ready. Like the series is just so fun. It's, it's, it is Terry Wilson's, New York City. Okay. Like it is told through the eyes of an author that loves like Sex in the City, Audrey Hepburn, you know, like Terry Wilson is such a girl's girl. I love that about her. And there's just something really fun and refreshing about reading this series and getting that vibe of like, she has wanted to write this for a long time. Like this is the series of her heart. Like I don't even know Miss Terry, but I get those vibes when I read this series. And knowing that there's only one more book in the series as of right now, I'm like, I'm not ready. I am not ready. Um, so yeah, I, I absolutely loved Faking a Fairy Tale. I loved the workplace aspect to it. Um, 
it's just, yeah, it, it, it's kind of like not rivals, more of like nemesis to lovers. I don't know. There's all this talk about cupcakes and it's Daphne and Jack. And, and he's just, of course, like secretly just thought she's just so great all this time and like thought that she could do so much more, but she interprets it totally different. It's it's incredible. I love, love, love this book. Okay. You guys, if you haven't read it, please go read it. If you've read it, message me so I can talk with somebody about it because I'm obsessed. Um, and then, of course, I read Their Accidental Honeymoon by Mona Shroff. My chat with Mona is uh, is out already. Mona is such a fun writer. She's so fun. And I'm I'm so proud of like the fun stories that Special Edition is doing right now. I'm like, let's lean into these fun stories. I don't know. And like, there's just something Mona really hits hard with the like community aspect that we know and love with special edition. And she does it in such a fun light and airy way, but also packs a punch. I don't know. Like I just, I will read whatever Miss Mona puts out. Okay. Um, my current read. So I kind of have this project that I want to do, which I feel like I shouldn't say it out loud because then I won't do it, but, uh, maybe it'll help me hold myself accountable. I love Allie Blake. Okay. Like I love her. Um, yes, I love Allie. And so I kind of, I have this project where I'm like, I want to read some, some Allie Blake bibliography this year. Like I really want to make it a point to read some backlist titles and new stuff from like my favorite authors. Like I really want to do it. I say this every year, but this year, more than anything, I just feel like I really need comfort. I I need those authors who I know are going to deliver certain things that I'm just really craving. Like I know that Rachel Stewart is going to deliver the fun, sexy, and emotional. And I just feel like with Allie, she's going to give me all the all this like amazing banter. It's going to be super girly and fun and snippy. And I just, I don't know. I just, I love her. And so I was like, you know what? Let's, let's focus one at a time and let's start with Allie. So I've given myself to try to like read 10 Allie books by the summer and then report back to you guys. This is going to be another solo show and kind of recap what I've read. So my current one I'm reading is Her Hottest Summer Yet, which is a Harlequin kiss. And it's the first book in the Those Summer Nights series. And it's so good. And so this is my Kindle book. This is my before bed Kindle read. Usually my husband's like, turn it off. You're going to fall asleep. And I'm like, no, because it's set in Australia. It's an American girl that travels to Australia and mentally before I go to bed, that's where I want to be. I want to be in Australia. Okay. Um, so yeah, she, our heroine travels back to Australia. She visited, um, Crescent Cove. It's the, she traveled there as like a teenager with her parents before they got divorced. And she just kind of wants to relive like this moment in time in her life before everything went to crap. Um, and when she was there before, she had met this gentleman named, um, I think his name's Luke. Lucas? Luke? Anyway, she ha- there's this guy there. She had a crush on him at the time and she knows that he's still around. So it's really about like going back, having this moment in time, rekindling this moment in time, and also hoping to run into like this guy she had a crush on. But then she gets rescued in the water by our hero, Jonah. 
And they really hit it off, even though they, you know, try to fight it because he knows that she's there to see pretty much something, someone else, hopefully. And, um, you know, she always has that in the back of her mind. Like, I don't want to ruin this opportunity if, if, if our paths cross. It's so good. It is so good. I love the Kiss novels. I want to read more Kiss novels. And I was like, what a perfect way to kick off this Allie Blake project. Um, so yeah, I will report back. I don't want to say too much, but I am loving it. I'm also reading the new Dolly Alderton called Good Material. And it's so good. I need to finish it because the audiobook will be returning to the library <laughs> very soon. But I do have a physical copy. I actually got two physical copies. And I don't know, my love language is like giving books. So one of my teacher friends, I was like, hey, can you swing by? I want to give you something. And I gave it to her. And she, um, shout out to Miss Lewis, if she ever for some reason comes across this podcast and listens to it. She's like our dyslexia teacher. And so I, I gave it to her. I gifted it to her. And like, at the end of the day, she's like, I'm already almost like halfway through it. And I was like, yes, that is what I wanted to hear. Cause I, she's a thriller girl. So I honestly did not think it would be her cup of tea. Um, but she was really into it, which made me so happy. But this book is all over the place. Dolly Alderton. I'm a, I'm a huge Dolly Alderton fan. I love her book, Everything I Know About Love. I loved the um, television adaptation. I don't know where it came on in the UK. Over here, we got it on Peacock. Um, but she's such a good writer. I loved her podcast called Love Stories. Um, but this is, it follows actually the hero. It follows Andy. And um, when we first meet him, he basically has just recently gotten broken up with by his uh, at the time, long-term girlfriend. I think her name is Jen. And we're just like really following him as he navigates heartbreak. And it's it's definitely a rom-com. It's it's really it's really funny. Um, but I I really like seeing heartbreak told through Andy's perspective. Um, it's really good. And I, you know, it was kind of all over the place. And I hadn't read it yet. So I'm like, I don't know if this should be all over the place. But now that I'm like really into it, I'm like, Dolly Alderton knows what she's doing. She knows the job. This is why it's all over the place kind of thing. Uh, so yeah, if you have been questioning, should you read it or not? I really do think it's worth the read. Okay. So like I said, I have a stack of books in front of me. So we're just going to go through them. I won't read everything, the cover on everything, but just some things that I'm really, really excited for. Um, so we'll do some book mail first. So first and foremost, I have to shout out and thank author Denise and Wheatley. I love her. Um, she sent me a copy of ER Docs Las Vegas Reunion. So this is her debut Harlequin Medical. Y'all know she is killing it over in the intrigue line. Um, Denise can write anything in my book. Okay. One of my all-time favorite holiday romances, um, Love at the Icicle Cafe, she wrote. She's just so fantastic. And I, what I love about her is that she wants to just write everything. You know, she's not really opposed to giving anything a try. So I'm just, when I learned she was doing this, I was all for it. And just to be holding this book in my hand, I'm just like, you did it. You did it. Um, the next one that I have is from K.D. Richards, speaking of intrigue, and this is A Stalker's Prey. Um, so this one was a February release. I think Denise's, yeah, Denise's book was a February release as well. Um, Den uh, K.D. Richards, love her. She is the reason that I got into intrigue. She is the reason the podcast exists. So I am always so thankful when a, a package shows up and it's from her. Um, she is 
if you are new to romantic suspense, um, you know, if, if it's, if it's a subgenre that you have been iffy about, I really recommend giving Katie Richards a try and like having her be kind of in your starter pack. She really convinced me. <laughs> and I know there are so many amazing, you know, romantic suspense authors out there. And like, in particular, when we speaking of Harlequin, like she writes for intrigue. So it is more suspense than the actual romance. But I don't think that I would love the subgenre had I not um, given her one of her books a try. You know, I just, I have so much of a respect for the subgenre now. Like I get it, you know, I, I get it. Um, so yeah, I mean, give her a try and then go pick up, you know, all of the Anna J. Stewart's and TTQ's and everything out there. Cause we have so many amazing authors to choose from, but I get this, this, the being skeptical. Cause I was too, I was like, I don't know. I don't know if I can deal with this. You, it, it's fine. You know, let these authors show you the way it's fine. And then one that I picked up. Okay. Another kind of project that I have for myself this year. A thing about me is I love a desert presents. So I know back in the day, they used to just be like the chic and something, right? And we don't call it that anymore. But the desert setting is my hands down favorite setting in a presents. So I'm going to be keeping my eye out for all the 2024 desert releases. Any authors that are listening, if you have any, please let me know so that I don't skip over them. But I have Annie West's His Last Minute Desert Queen, uh, which was also a February release. It is gorgeous. I don't know. I just, I just loved them. My first presents was uh, an Abbey Green and it was set in the desert. But I, I've also like lived in uh, for a little bit uh, Riyadh in Saudi Arabia. And I just, I love the desert cities. I love them so much. They're so gorgeous. So that's like another kind of reader project that I have for myself this year. So if there's any that you recommend, please email me. The email's always in the show notes. Um, yeah, I don't want to miss anything. And then y'all know I subscribe to the romance line. Love it, love it, love it. I got my package this month and they are the April releases. So I thought I would start sharing with you all like what is coming out. Um, so I have first up here, it started with a it started with a proposal by Susan Meyer, and it says hired to say I do. Riley's passionate about planning unique proposals, but her latest client, Italian billionaire Antonio, never intends to remarry. He simply wants a pretend engagement with her as his bride-to-be. His motives are heart-trending. Heart so, is that... Did I say that right? His motives are heart trending. So Riley agrees. But while pretending to be in love with Antonio is one thing, falling into his bed is emotionally risky because while it started with the ruse, Antonio's diamond ring fits a little too well. And it looks like this is part of a series called the bridal party. And it has the amazing 75th anniversary stamp on the back. Super excited about that. And then we have Breaking the Best Friend Rule by Justine Lewis. Best friends are off limits, right? Charlotte's best friend, Ben, has always been her rock. So when Ben needs Charlotte to attend his mother's surprise Bali wedding, of course she accepts. Only while in paradise, Charlotte starts to see Ben differently. Blame it on the jet lag or the sultry heat. They just can't resist stolen sunset kisses. But with their friendship at stake, dare they break the rules and take things to the next level. And this is part of the Invitation from Bali series. Then we have a Karen Bain, and it's called Highland Fling with her boss. A sweet temptation. 
Running her own chocolate shop in a Highland castle is a dream come true for Bonnie. Working with her reluctant new boss, Ewan, is not. The brooding tycoon is infuriating and disarmingly attractive in equal measure, but fragile Bonnie can't chance her heart again. A fling, however, could be just what they both need. It's only supposed to be fun and temporary, except now Bonnie begins to wonder if Ewan is the second chance she never saw coming. I'm obsessed. And the last one is His Princess on Paper by Nina Milne. I hope I'm saying that right. I love me some Nina, okay? Expected wedding, unexpected desire. Reluctant Prince Rowan can no longer ignore the ticking clock of his future. The solution? A beneficial marriage on paper to a neighboring princess, and Alora fits the bill. While guarded Alora is wary of Rowan's hard-edged reputation, she's also duty-bound to accept. However, when sparks ignite the moment their eyes meet, they realize they can have fun faking the fairy tale until it starts to feel dangerously real. And this is part of the Royal Sorala Weddings series. So those are the four Harlequin romances that are releasing in April. I was able to get them this month because I am a subscriber to the Harlequin Reader Service. So if you are thinking about you know, subscribing to one of the lines, I highly recommend it. It's been a year now since I've been a subscriber. And I don't regret it. And then I do have an afterglow that was sent to me from the Harlequin publicity team. And it is The Devil in Blue Jeans by Stacey Kennedy. And the little blurb on the back says, A sharp emotional novel about a tough-minded bar owner who makes a deal with the devil of a cowboy and might just get burned. And the cover is stunning. I am not disappointed with the covers um, for the afterglow books uh, so far. They just... All are so stunning. You can tell so much thought was put into them. And I'm just excited to see where this series goes as well. So Juliet Highland posted on her Instagram. She has two um, titles coming out, I believe, in the same month. Dating His Irresistible Rival is one of them. And then Her Secret Baby Confession. They are both stunning covers. Two upcoming Harlequin medicals that I believe, oh, they come out in April and it's a duet. So really excited for her. And I know she will be having another um, Harlequin romance releasing. And then Reese Ryan posted on her Instagram. She's going to be having some indie books coming out that I'm super, super excited for. I'm trying to see if I can pull up the title. So March 15th, that's what a spin the block. So it looks like it's he's a world fam famous DJ. He's got demands. Was it ever really fake? She wants to fake date again. She needs a huge favor. She's the former reigning princess of pop. It looks so fun, so stunning. And I'm just like, cannot wait for us to get some more Reese Ryan. So I'm really excited. So I hope you all enjoyed this quick solo episode. I feel like, did I really talk about much? I don't know. <laughs> But I just wanted to get on here and chat about what I've been reading and what I've been spending my time doing. It's been a lot of just ordering takeout, to be honest, which I know is not the best thing, but I am so exhausted at the end of the day. I'm so, so tired. I'm still trying to, I'll be honest, I have been, I've wanted to be a teacher since I was little. Like since I was in middle school, I wanted to be a teacher. Um, and I was actually told at a, re a training recently, like I was sharing that I was a new teacher with a teacher from another school. And she was just like, this has got to be a really frustrating time to be a new teacher. And it is like the school that I work for, we're considered what's called like a turnaround school uh, because of test grades being low. And so it's just a lot of like people coming in all the time to see 
what you're doing. And it's just, it's, it's, it's exhausting, you know, and you, you work with kids, just being an English teacher, like kids already at 11 and 12 are like, I don't, I don't like to read. I don't like books, <laughs> you know? So it's a little disheartening and I, I really just need whatever relaxation and cozy I can get whenever I get home. So a lot of it is just coming home and escaping into a good reality TV or a sitcom. And then before bed, curling up with Allie Blake, you know, or, you know, a children's book. I usually read my children's book and then I read the Allie Blake like right before I go to sleep. So that has been life so far in um, January and February. Uh, But yes, I will be back with more of these. Um, Definitely going to try to get some reading done. I have spring break coming up in March. So really wanting to catch up on some reading then. Uh, But yeah, the email is always in the show notes. Please email me. Let me know what you have been reading. If there's anything that you recommend that I pick up, please, please, please let me know if there's any episodes you would like to hear. Um, The email is always there and I would love to hear from you all. So I hope you're doing well. I hope you're taking care of yourself and I will chat with you in my next episode. Have a lovely day, everybody. Bye.